I see a viewers. You click the center. Can I click the center? What does that mean? I mean, I can double click it to make it full screen. <laughs> okay. okay. I assume that's not what you're talking about, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes it needs to be like activated. Maybe is it voice activate? Activate. The link, the link is saying view vmix, and that's what I'm sending. Could it be a port issue, Alex? I don't think so. <laughs> episode 131 the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced streamed and sometimes released on thursdays we are a community of people who have exploring discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and tv to our everyday life experiences if you'd like to know more about what we do you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon fb you can come hang out in our discord channel or you can check out our website at we the horizon.com where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through additionally everything we talk about is pushed to our cast notes cast notes every which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using i am aaron joined by a couple additional peeps we got alex uh hello sorry oh, i was making sure audio <laughs> levels are good and i was uh -huh. not ready for the throw <laughs> yeah 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 jake john oh uh, shit what up caleb uh, that's me and from the afterlife it's owen hello guys gals and non-binary pals uh let's start with a little special segment here yeah um owen 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 what yes. were you doing last week, kid? Uh, you know, last week I was just caught up playing World of Warcraft. I'm kidding. No, I was at the beach, uh, which is why I wasn't uh, I wasn't able to be on the last podcast. I was on my way. I was packing, and I was on my way over. And I, you know, I was just walking down the the sunny, sandy beaches of Florida. Where who should I spy? But oh, Aaron. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> What's oh, yes. ridiculous? Oh, yes. yes. You ever want to find my friends and you tracked them down because yeah. I've been there? <laughs> no, uh, actually, I was I, I was texting Aaron about a bar that he recommended down in St. Augustine. And I was like, hey, I'm at this bar. And he was like, hey, I just flew in. How about I come uh, meet you tomorrow? Let's do it. Yeah. So I was like, let's let's hang out. Well, in reality, I, I I like how you like to play the story off, but really, you flew to Florida and I flew to Florida so we could have a secret meeting together yes. about kicking the rest of these guys off the forecast. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. Finally. Ask, man. Finally. Yeah, no, I've been purposefully <laughs> generating shit content for years. <laughs> years. Uh, I, but Jake, literally, you have more followers than most of us. <laughs> <laughs> or all of us combined. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! Uh, but it was a good time. We had we had a great uh, a great dinner um, at a place that I thought was going to be a new place that we haven't been to before. But in fact, um, Allison and I had gone there previously. Um, we just didn't know the name of it because when we went, it was during a hurricane, and <laughs> it was the only place that was open downtown. Yeah, <laughs> the so most, we kind of uh... didn't care about the name. We just wanted food. It's the most like Saint Augustine seafood restaurant you could imagine. Uh, it's called Barley Republic House, and it's Irish food. <laughs> mm. So definitely in season down there, but it was still good. It was still fun. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, let's move on. What? What were we going to say? I, I was going to say I loved the uh, the pretzels. Oh, man. The, the, yeah. little, the everything pretzels. It's, it's good stuff. Cheese dip. It was solid. It's good. Good stuff. 
Uh, let's move on. What have you been playing lately? And uh, Alex, as long as you're not still mixing audio, yeah, I'll start with you. Oh, um, yeah. Um, first up, me and Caleb actually started playing It Takes Two. Well, that's that's you, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, previously, I was trying to play this with my mother, but she seemed very disinterested and not like like it was too hard for her, kind of. So she mm-hmm. was kind of frustrated with it. Um, despite it not being a very difficult game, I think so wow, far. Just roast your mom on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, but it, it is, it takes a lot of coordination though. Cause it's like a, basically like a 3d platformer. So, I mean, that's, that's like a yeah. whole different skill set. Um, but me and Caleb have been having a pretty good time with it. It seems pretty polished. Um, yeah, very polished. The movement and controls are like way snappy, like way more than I would think that they would be. Um, they keep on mixing up mechanics every, every level or like, area like they will introduce like a new mechanic that you use to do that whole section of the game so that's been fun yeah it's like an, an hour per section and then they entirely mix up what you're doing and usually both characters have different sets of abilities that complement each other as you play through yeah all the different puzzles now can you play this with like three players i no, think no. it only takes two takes two just just and, confirming it just takes two actually <laughs> Oh, this is made by the same people that made A Way Out. And I'm pretty sure the, you know, the guy that gets super excited about A Way Out and during the, the video game awards, mm-hmm. yeah. that guy said that he would pay like $10,000 to anybody that played all the way through It Takes Two and didn't like it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Quite a statement. Jake's that like, is challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> Jake, Jake, you want to, you want five grand? This game. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's, it's been pretty fun. Um, I'm pretty sure that dude also voices the Book of Love. I'm not like confident on that, but it seems like it. I think you're right. Because uh, he's just very eccentric and over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, the dialogue's been pretty good. It's pretty, you know, interesting events. You fight a vacuum cleaner. Uh, I don't know, like really the, the combo co-op cleaner. stuff is, is kind of cool. Like you're going to you're going to have to like shoot the sap on the stuff with one character and then like shoot it with like a match to explode it with the other character that kind of thing good times yeah sounds cool um i also played a bit of naraka blade point which is like the new rage in the battle royale section Ooh. of life oh, no. uh, it's one. an it's an open beta right now it's like heavily melee focused so like you're a bunch of ninjas running around with like great swords and katanas and stuff mm-hmm. and grappling hooks and you like fight each other. Uh, I don't know about that game. One, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna cost money, so kind of mm. makes me feel like it's gonna die because battle royales kind of need to be free to play. I think because they need a lot of players. Like that's the whole thing. So they need a lot of players to be successful. Um, also, fighting in that game, I'm sure there's like advanced techniques and stuff that you can like master and get really good at, but it seems a lot like. You get hit once and then you're kind of stun locked, especially if there's more than one person on you. Oh, and then you just you just die like so fun. fast. So, that sounds not miserable at all. <laughs> yeah, there was some matches. I was playing with Chad, who's not here, but there was some matches where we just wrecked everybody because we could both jump on somebody immediately and, and just destroy them. And then there were some matches where we were playing. They don't have duos, so we were playing trios as a set of two, and the three people would jump on us at once, and we would just be done in like a second. Mm-hmm. So, not so fun. Also, been keeping up with Wasteland Three. Still an excellent game. I think, Frank. yeah, with Frank. Nice, um, nice. 
I still think like the strongest point of that game is maybe not the strongest. One of the really strong points of that game is the choices they make you make because especially in contrast to the mass effect that I've been playing lately, which is like, Hey, do this really obviously good thing that's highlighted in blue or do this terrible <laughs> thing that's highlighted in red. Which one are you going to do? Uh, this game is like, do you want to kill this person who you just asked if you let them go, are they going to kill anybody else? And they said, if they come across people that want to hurt them, they're going to have to kill them. Or do you let them go and like help them escape, but risk like them killing other people? Like they don't really deserve to die. They just want to like live their life peacefully away from everybody. But if they come into contact with other people, they're going to kill them. So like, what do you do? It's like hard choices like that the whole time. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of morally gray choices in Mm -hmm. that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, a bunch of us were playing the mass effect three multiplayer yeah so good that was a pretty serious like that's like a four-hour stream wasn't it we yeah. played for a long time we actually we played yeah. on two separate occasions once with owen and once with kevin yep both for a really long time yeah yeah it's it's really good i don't really it's... have an explanation <laughs> for it it's weird because it's a horde mode which i normally hate but man so, it's so good it's, it's like a tacked a... on horde mode to like a single player only <laughs> yeah. series but like it slaps, it's so good. It slaps, yeah. and it, like that's why it it surprises me that they never remade it with the what like with the legendary edition because I was like, it, it can't take much more assets than what you've already redone. I mean, yeah, I guess you have to like re- put in servers for it, but yeah. it's like e- everybody who plays it loves it. I have it like th- there's just, like there's still a cult following of people that play that game now you know decades after uh or decade uh after and and it's just like wow and people are ridiculously good at mul- uh, the multiplayer for that game like it is insane i did a platinum run without anybody i just was like oh let me see if i can join platinum and see what it's like uh and i got carried so hard the people that were in my group literally every single person got four times my score and i thought i was doing well <laughs> and i was like i guess not like i'm i am nothing to these people i am i am the worst it was it was just amazing to see that it, not only was the community thriving still but that they were just still so so advanced and ahead of the league especially after all of the hours that like jake and i and caleb and kevin and uh, alex like put into this game yeah i you're gonna need people that are that good to do platinum because when we tried it it seemed impossible yeah <laughs> we also kind of suck shit though so, yeah. Like, yeah 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 you know. not like we're good <laughs> at the game really what do you do yeah what do you also do? i mean i mean it's probably like i have like all tier one gear and stuff like that and like yeah no good equipment add-ons and stuff like that so that definitely makes a difference yeah you also suck so like that doesn't help us (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, hate to see it uh owen (laughs) let's move on to you what have you been playing lately uh so there's this game called world of warcraft uh and it had a expansion called the burning crusade or re-release of its expansion the burning crusade uh and i've been playing a lot of that and it's been fantastic I've been enjoying it. It's it's taking me right back to when it first came out, and I was playing it. That this is the time frame when I was uh, when I was introduced to WoW, as I I played at the start of the Burning Crusade, and so it's just it is just ticking off some boxes of like, hey, this was stuff that I wanted to do when I was a kid, and I just didn't have the time or skill or capacity to do it. 
now I'm knocking it out. Feels pretty good. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people playing it. It's a good time. It's uh, pretty solid. Uh, I've also been playing some Boulder's Gate Dark Alliance. Uh, surprising absolutely no one since I was raving about how that was coming out and I was super excited. I uh, yeah. bought it on the Switch. been playing that while I've been traveling. And uh, again, ticking boxes of my nostalgia. Uh, now that I you know look at everything I've played in the past week, that's that's pretty much it. It's just nostalgia. Just everything is nostalgia and I'm okay with it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going back to it, man. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with going back to some good games, whether it be WoW or Mass Effect or Boulder's Gate. It's all good, good stuff, and the the you know remakes have been fine. They've yeah. been doing they you know they managed to do what a remake should do, which is update it without fucking it up. So good job. That new Dark Alliance comes out next week, I think. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the the not your dad's Dark Alliance that I so yeah. do not give a single fuck about. <laughs> I could care so less about that game. Wow. That is uh that's a that's brutal take. Probably check it out. It's gonna be on Game Pass, so Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have Game Pass. And that's that is a good argument in its favor. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's also gonna be on Stadia, right guys? Oh, oh fuck yeah. Stadia, you know. So I already finished it. Has Stadia not actually shut down yet? No. <laughs> Neither is what's the uh what's the uh, Amazon service that's also up and doing that type of gaming. Luna? Oh, yeah. Luna. Amazon Luna. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know I that. I heard anything one. besides the announcement about that. <laughs> that bodes well. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, we heard a lot about Stadia and none of it was good. So, maybe. <laughs> uh, first of all, there was one specific aspect that's great, and that is negative latency. <laughs> so you can just negative all of the latency. <laughs> true, true. Good point. Uh, Caleb, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? I've been playing quite a few different games. Um, did Alex talk about Solasta last time? Not really. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing a bunch of Celesta. Um It's a D&D 5e game. Grid-based, tactics, turn-based, that kind of thing. Um, but I've been enjoying it a lot. There's not a lot of content in it. There's currently one campaign that takes you from level 1 to 10. Uh, and you build four characters to run through it. And there's only like six classes right now and only like four races or five races maybe. Uh, hopefully they're going to be adding in a bunch of stuff. But how long does it take you to finish that campaign? I mean, I'm level seven. Okay. And let's see how many hours I have in it. Uh, about eighteen hours in the campaign, so decent amount, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But they said they'll be adding more campaigns later, and it seems like they're going to have workshop support. They already have like a dungeon builder that uses these blueprint system to build them. So I expect there to be a lot of community content for it. Yeah, I played a lot of character creation in that game. Yeah. <laughs> because you make four characters. Like, it's it took me, like, six hours to, like, just make characters. Oh, I don't God. know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it took me, like, 20 minutes to make all four of my characters. Oh, man. <laughs> you still doing the classic thing where you just name everybody one of your friends, and that's the character that continues no, to the game, no. like you did with XCOM? No. no, no. They die less it's, in this game. I was going to say, it's not fun if they're not dying constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. <laughs> I think that's specifically an XCOM thing. Mm-hmm. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Hmm. Uh, I've also been playing, I picked up some games in the, in the Epic Games sale. So I've been playing some games over there. I've got Griftlands. Um, I, think, I think Jake has played some of now. I, I've played a little bit of it, yeah. A few hours. It's a roguelike deck builder. Got some unique mechanics. There's a so there's the normal combat system, uh, turn-based combat, and then there's 
a similar system around diplomacy, where you have a, a separate deck, a diplomacy deck, and you build arguments against people, which are essentially just round-by-round round effects that occur over and over. But you can target them directly with cards and destroy them. So you're like building up all of these arguments against them, and they're building up arguments against you, and you're like taking out the important ones and then attacking their hit points directly. It's pretty interesting. It sounds very confusing, but it's really not. Like once you get yeah. in, it's kind of intuitive mm -hmm. to just look at and be like, "Oh, this is." It's just like a recurring effect. Yeah. Okay. It's I I like it a lot. Uh, I think for me, the coolest part is the way that the two systems can kind of complement each other. Mm -hmm. uh, like the best example I can think of is like at one point I got into a bar fight, and before I started the fight, I could do like a diplomacy challenge against the bouncer to get him to help me in the combat fight. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I it's it's really neat. I'm only there's three characters I think, and I've only yep. finished one so far. Uh, Caleb, I think has done all three. Question I have mark? finished all three. Yes. Okay. Is it? And is it I like... will say it's not terribly difficult. Hmm. The closest I've gotten to dying is down to like thirty hit points, and you start with like sixty or so. so mm. I mean, I difficult. almost died at the end of my <laughs> first run, so maybe I just said <laughs> shit. Suck. I mean, it could it looks, be. It looks like so too good at games, so... Uh, I do play a lot of roguelikes. Yeah. No! I mean, <laughs> roguelikes and deck builders are kind of your street, and they're yeah. not really mine. Whenever I compare games I'm playing that Caleb's also playing, he's usually playing on a harder difficulty than me, and he usually finishes <laughs> the game, like, hours before I do, so... <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't usually just slow walk through sections looking I at mean, the environment. That depends yeah. on the specific game. He does, it, also, but... does it for you? Yeah. He also finishes character creation in like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of like two helps. days. Yeah, that is true. So do you, um, just a quick question. Do you like, do you have a choice? Every situation has a choice of going diplomacy or combat? Or is it like prompting you for each individual scenario? And then like, maybe there's something else that piles on that allows you to, you know, go the other route. So there's a, a little overworld where you choose what mission you're going on next. Okay. And for each mission, it will tell you what's available, if it's all, all combat, all diplomacy, or a mix of both. Okay. So if you do like the mixed ones, yeah, you can go in and um, finish it with diplomacy or fight people and murder them. Really kind of you on those. But you choose which mission you're going to, so you always have a choice. Okay. So there, But there, there are some paths where it's like, no, this is exclusively combat, or no, yep. this is exclusively... Okay. That's cool. I I don't know if you can exclusively do diplomacy. There definitely seem to be like missions where it's like, no, 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 you're fighting this guy now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you can... I think you could probably get away no diplomacy. I think you mm. could probably just kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting is a lot of games have like a reputation system, kind of, and most of the time it just kind of sucks. Uh, but <laughs> in this one, what's interesting is like if a character loves you, you just get like a buff, just a permanent a buff. buff. Oh. Uh, and if they hate you, you get a permanent debuff, uh, which I, I think that's a really cool way to do it, because you really feel that effect of like, shit, if I hadn't fucked with that guy, like, I wouldn't be getting hit for six damage right now every turn, or whatever. Right. right. And if, if somebody hates you, and you find them in the world, you can provoke them by doing a diplomacy and winning, and then it causes them to attack you, so you can just murder them, which gets oh. rid of your debuff, but... Murdering people also makes other people hate you if they're their friend, which gives you a new debuff. So you gotta, like, balance how bad is the current debuff I have. <laughs> is it worth killing him and getting a random one? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of cool. 
You know, it's it's a very neat game. I actually I like it a lot. I've enjoyed it a bunch. Seems cool. Yeah. Uh, I've also played Star Renegades, another roguelike. Um, another one I beat in exactly one attempt. Wow, it's a long one though. It took me like six hours to beat the wow. main. A roguelike has a six-hour run. Right, right. So I haven't played it again, believe it or not, because <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Um, but it's another turn-based tactics game. Um, no, rogue, no uh, deck building in this one, though. Uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of generic turn-based combat game. A little JRPG, uh, and then you have like a a big party, and they each have like a really narrow focus on what they do. Um, but it was all right. I won't play through again. <laughs> That's it. It's done. <laughs> one one, one six, six hours hour run. I, I just tried one it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I was going to play till I died and then decide if I wanted to play through again, but I never died. So in six hours, your first run, you went six hours. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. we're saying. Six Gosh, hour run, man. Six hour run. To, yeah. Um, it, it obviously it's not one it sitting, unlocks, right? No, not one okay. sitting. <laughs> um, after you beat it, it does unlock other characters. And I was like, uh, nah. Okay. Just didn't seem worth it. Uh, the last game I've been playing, uh, beat this game a while back, actually. Um, well, it wasn't the last two weeks. But it was called Inglet. Inglet? Something like that. For sure, it's Zoomlet. There are no vowels in the first three letters. <laughs> it's a platformer, 2D platformer, but it's got a very uh, flow kind of aesthetic. You're this big little wormy guy, and you're kind of just jumping around. And there's no uh, real platforms. Um, what you do is you move along these big blocks of of just liquid almost, and you swim around in those. And every time you're outside of them, gravity pulls you down, as you'd expect. Uh, so you're just like navigating through, swimming through these sections, hopping from one to the next. So it's very, you know, similar to platforming, but hmm. not quite. And the weird, the weirdest thing about this game, uh, first of all. You can tell in the names that it's very, um, it's one of the Scandinavian countries, as you can tell by how the, how the places are named. And I finally figured out it's Copenhagen. And the reason I figured that out is because I got all the achievements except one. And the last one is called 101%. So I was like, oh, I'll just try to get it and see what it takes. And it, it directs you to a PDF in the files for the game. And I open up this thing, and it's a completion guide for the achievement list. And the first line is for this 101% achievement is you must physically be in Copenhagen when you make your save file. What? What? That's and then you have to, Yeah. You have to travel to each of the locations where the levels take place and play them there <laughs> and complete them there. Wow. That's like a what? really impressive. That's yeah, very difficult. Right? And there's, you have to do it in a week or it doesn't count. You have to complete all of them in a week. And there's a section in here about speed running. And it says if you attempt to do a speed run with 101% achievement, it's invalidated if you put anyone in harm's way, drive too fast, or get yelled at for rushing or pushing people. What? Doesn't nice. it seem more likely that they would just spoof the locations somehow? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that sound way easier? That sounds super difficult, right? You're trying to spoof a location in, just in a city, like multiple locations in one city. I'm sure there's Weird. a way you can do that. I, I, I would know. think so. Yeah, you'd have to spoof like specific GPS coordinates. Yeah, yeah. Not just like VPN to Copenhagen because that wouldn't right. work. Yeah, at best it would work for one location, but probably for none. 
Yeah. Mm. That's dumb. <laughs> There's really also like a that negative mode, which just literal every level upside down. And they suggest if you do the 101% for that, you go in a, in a different season than you did the regular version and play through it there. Y'all, uh, you're yes. not picking up on the issues with the achievement. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the idea of literal speed running. Like you're running yeah. from location to location. <laughs> I gotta yep. improve my time. It's wild. Well, suffice to say, I'm never gonna get 100%. Achievements on that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, just been playing two things, really. Uh, I played Overcooked with uh, Janae, Alex, and uh, Carson, Janae's little brother. And let me tell you, um, playing Overcooked with four competent people can be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> playing Overcooked, playing Overcooked with Carson is like, I don't know. There's not even a way to describe. Basically, you're like, all right, everybody's got tasks. All right, one of you is going to be chopping, one of you is going to be assembling, one of you is going to be washing plates, and one of you is going to be, I don't know, doing something else. We'll give Carson a task. He will never do that task the entire level. <laughs> he just does everyone else's tasks, and then he complains that that task isn't getting done. I'm like, dude, wait. Do you understand how this game works? Everybody's got a responsibility. Do you I understand that that your task is the thing that's failing us? I honestly think. We would have got higher scores if he wasn't playing. Like, if we were just playing three players. <laughs> Yikes. Because he is a body that's in the way when we're trying to move around the map. Uh, it's so fun. I know he's doing it just to screw with us, but it's just, it's ridiculous. Oh, gosh. That game. Uh, I cannot play much of it in one sitting. It's like spurts for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, that's basically what happened to Alex and I. We, we, couldn't, we didn't want to play it too much in one sitting, and then we played, like, all of it. Yeah, in like mm-hmm. oh. a couple days, and then no, we banned it from sack it time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a cool game. It's just like it's. It, I mean, I, the, the levels definitely do change because you're, you know, what you're doing is changing, and the level has some cool dynamics to it. But literally, the core mechanics never change. It's always the same. You're always doing the same thing. You're assigned one of probably four or five different tasks, and then you're just doing that repeatedly over and over and over and over. And you don't want to swap because you've gotten really efficient at doing that one thing that you do well. So I don't know. It's it's a fine game, I guess. Fun fact, Overcooked 2 is currently free on Epic yeah. Game Store. Is, is it? It is. Mm. Janae okay. bought it twice on Switch, so yes, she we're does. making up for being free. <laughs> she bought Overcooked 2, and then she bought whatever that other special edition is the, that contains all of Overcooked. Yeah, ah. like the, the all-together bundle, mm. because that's nice. the one that y'all's sister has. And they also have a selection screen that looks like Super Smash Brothers where you select your chef. There's like, uh, there must be like 50 or 60 different chefs you can select yeah. from. Plus change their color. Holy crap. Yeah. It's a lot. Like there's it's only like lot. 10 in the base game. Yeah, there's a, a lot. lot of chefs. I still played Wheelchair Raccoon though. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> for wheelchair Raccoon for life. Uh, we also, uh, since, you know, the server was down this week, we decided to try our hand at some Warzone playing cross uh, platform with, again, Carson, uh, while he's on the main floor playing on his Xbox and we're both playing on PC and we were, uh, chatting through, um, Xbox, their party chat. It actually, it wasn't bad. I was mildly surprised. I would say like Xbox chat discord, you know, somewhere (laughs) right in here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sounds Uh, all right. Yeah. But yet again, I mean, when you're playing with that kid, it's just, it's a wild ride. You don't know what you're in for. I will say he's improved. <clears throat> he's definitely improved. I think he watched a bunch of videos with people like identifying call outs for Warzone. Yeah. yeah. 
He definitely mm-hmm. had like try hard callouts. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he studied that though. aspect of it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is a good time though. Uh, Jake, up to you. What have you been playing? Up to me. All right. Uh, so I've been playing Mass Effect Three, but I've been playing the single player part of it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I finished one and two. Great games. I started three. I I remember why three is probably my least favorite. Um, <laughs> the combat's really good, but the story's just kind of like relentless like everything is very high stakes yeah like people are just dying constantly all the time so there's there's not a lot of like breathing room mm-hmm. so everything feels very like oh my god we gotta like go do this thing and then it's like hey do you want to like go hang out with garris and it's like do we have time <laughs> like a million people just died yeah and it's like no nah, dude just like whatever fuck it it'll be fine uh so that's kind of i mean it's it's still fun the combat's really good uh, i'm a little mass affected out uh, you know, playing the first two games in like a week each and then playing the multiplayer. I'm like, OK, I kind of stepped away, hmm. uh, which I mean, brings me to the next game on my list. Or wait, did you want to ask some? I was going to ask you because you I remember you told us the amount of hours you'd put in one and two. Mm-hmm. How many hours have you put in three now? Uh, I don't I don't know. I played it on Origin. I don't know if it even tracks it. Uh, but three, three is the only one I've only beaten once. OK, that's mm-hmm. one. I've beaten two or three times and two. Probably like four or five times. Wow. Yeah. Well, literally, I got two on my PS3 way back when it came out. Uh, and I like, I got 90% of the way through and then my save corrupted. Ooh. Which, yeah, Not I was great. like, oh, that no. is always the worst. But literally, I was just like, I mean, okay. And I just started it right again because <laughs> I was having a great time with it. So I just played right through it again. Had a great time. Picked a better class. Don't play Infiltrator. Soldier's just better. In two, at least. Just play Soldier. Game says uh, you have 69 hours in Legendary Edition, so there's nice. that. I can't, I can't play, play anymore. it anymore. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> we Pick had a good, good run. So with that, it. Jake stops playing. Uh, I, I wanted to mention, by the way, as you're mentioning, you're talking about the Infiltrator. Brock sent me a message immediately after listening to our last podcast, and he said, uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, also, your friends lied. Infiltrator is the best class. No, it's not. Oh, wow. No, it's no. <laughs> he said, leave the lifting magic to the squad mates and then shoot them out of the air with a sniper rifle. Never gets old. Here's, okay, here's the problem with Infiltrator in two. If you go soldier, you get a move called Adrenaline Rush that gives you a bigger bonus to your weapon damage than Infiltrator does to your sniper rifle. Wow. And soldiers can use assault rifles, which are <laughs> fucking busted. So just play soldier. It's better. It's better. Uh, I have a Brock update, actually. Like a couple hours ago, he sent me a screenshot of his 100% achievement completion on Legendary Edition. Oh, my gosh. How many hours does he have in it? I don't know. He said he could go back to living his life now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a lot. That guy. Apparently you can do it. I asked him if he had to play multiple times. He said he can do it in one run, except for there's a couple you have to do New Game Plus in three. But mm. most mostly it was done all in like one run. Wow. Through all three games. Uh, wild. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> He's dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta give it to mm-hmm. him. Uh, so another a random game that I picked up when I kind of got a little burned out on Mass Effect. Uh, I picked back up Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS4. Nice. Yeah, it's, you know what, that game's better than I remember it being. Um, It's kind of, it's a little generic, it's kind of like the standard open world game, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's pretty well done. It looks good, it's fun, there's robot dinosaurs, which are definitely the best part. Yeah. yeah. 
I uh, the main voice per- is Aaron Birch. Aaron Birch? <laughs> Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch. Wow, Jake. Oh, whatever. I was close. <laughs> I, I particularly like the main storyline in that game. I think it's really, really good. It's, it seems really good. The voice acting is another one that I'm like, oh, this is actually, they did a pretty good job with this, with like the writing yeah. and the voice acting. I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of not Sekiro, the game that's similar. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> where it's like, oh, this, I've played like a hundred games like this, but this is like, if they, those games were like good. Yeah. You know, they like did a good job with yeah. those. Uh, so it's, yeah, huh. it's been really fun. Uh, and then the last game I want to talk about is Everhood. I don't know if you guys know what Everhood is. Uh, it's an Play indie a little game. Bit of it. Yeah, it, it came out earlier this year. Uh, I'm going... The way I would describe it is Undertale plus Yumi Nikki plus Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if those references strike any of you. <laughs> I don't uh, know what the so middle two one of is. them. You mean Nikki? Okay, so basically, from Undertale, you've got kind of the general vibe, the art style. Uh, it tries to be funny. I don't think it's as successful as Undertale. It tries to do cool story stuff again. I don't think it's as successful as Undertale is, but that, that's kind of in there. From Yumi Nikki, you've got kind of like most of the levels feel like they take place in like a void. Like there's really not a lot of stuff. It's mostly just a black void. You go yep. through like random doors, and they take you to just like oh, here's like the racing zone, <laughs> but it's mostly just like a void with a racetrack in the middle. It's kind of, it's weird. I, I don't love it. Uh, and then Guitar Hero is kind of where the gameplay is. But rather than, like, having to hit the notes, you're, like, a little dude standing on the notes, and you gotta not get hit by them as they come down at you. Hmm. It's actually, that's probably the best part of the game, is the gameplay. Which, you yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, I am, I'm most of the way through. I think I'm, a, I'm more than halfway now. Uh, but it, story-wise, it does some pretty cool stuff. Uh, none of you guys have finished Undertale, so maybe you'll think it's like really cool stuff. Uh, but it's it's all right. It's not my favorite, but it's pretty cool. Uh, I think you guys should check it out. It's got really good music. Yeah, when it starts out, it doesn't even feel like you're really playing along to the music. But once you get no. into the harder, the faster songs, it yeah. really does feel like a rhythm game. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I like it. Uh, let's talk about some uh, game stuff. Um, first and foremost, E3. Yeah, Alex. So I spent way too many hours over the last week watching like all of the three press conferences. All of it? Did you? So and I took notes. So oh my God. I also took notes. Wait, how long is oh this God. segment about to be? Should I put like a timer up on the screen? Maybe yeah. longer than all of the games we played. <laughs> yeah. just I'll try, you can I'll just try to go through it pretty quickly. Uh, started off with uh, the Summer Game Fest hosted by Jeff Keighley. It's kind of like in relation to the video game awards. That whole thing. Um, they had some big announcements. The biggest, of course, being the Elden Ring trailer. We finally got to see some of that. Ooh. That game looks absolutely nuts. Um, also, if you don't know what that is, that's the Dark Souls people working with George R. R. Martin to create a world. That's mm. what that's what he's been doing instead of finishing Game of Thrones. I was going to say, why, why didn't he just do the first thing he had to finish the book? Uh um yeah so that, that game looks really nuts i don't know if i'll play it because i don't really play those games but i want to <laughs> once again like every time i see one of them they did they did it. say it was going to be easier oh did they they did wow that's crazy okay it looks like way bigger maybe like you're riding a horse it's it's yeah it sounds like they're really emphasizing like the openness and like you have a lot more options than you do in like a dark souls 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that manifests because all of their games have been pretty like, no, you're going to go here and you're going to fight that guy. Like, that's yeah, just, that's, yeah. You can Mostly use magic or like a dagger or a big sword, but you're going to fight that guy. Uh, other stuff they announced, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is like a Borderlands offshoot based on that DLC from Borderlands 2. Um, the Bunkers and Badasses universe. Which, oh my gosh, that's the best thing to happen to Borderlands. So, so yeah, yeah, maybe this Good is call. cool. I don't know. They, they say they're spellcasting. They didn't really show gameplay. So, um, They're making a Metal Slug Tactics game, which I think looks sick. I don't know why that appeals to me so much, but <laughs> the idea of that universe in uh, Metal Slug Tactics... I don't, I don't know. It looks really cool. Um, Kojima showed up on that show and talked for a long time and then showed a Death Stranding director's cut video, which just uh, baffled me. It, ba- <laughs> it, it defies. I, don't, it's, I mean, it's Norman Reedus and then it's very Metal Gear themed music p- panning over a top down like look of like evil people with guns. And then he pulls out a cardboard box and acts like he's going to get underneath it. But then he doesn't. He flips it over. Oh. And he jumps inside of it. And then he just like stands <laughs> up and gets out of it and puts it back on the shelf. And then the trailer ends. <laughs> I don't. It baffles me. I, <laughs> I don't right. understand. It's so good. <clears throat> um, they showed Jurassic World Evolution 2, which is apparently a big thing. I don't know. They made a big deal out of it. Seems like whatever. What kind of mm. game is that even? It's like a park builder, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, like I, I, I talked about because I played the first one mm. and I said how bad it was. Do people <laughs> still play a lot of the like sim builder games where you're building parks and cities and yeah, really? yeah, oh, yeah. it's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I mean, look at the planet coast. Uh, yeah, the oh yeah, the planet, planet okay. zoo, planet park, or whatever. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they they got like Jeff Goldblum to go on and announce that. Yeah, so that that was yeah. He's, he voices in the game, which is was the surprising thing yeah. when I was playing the first one. I was like, wait, why is Jeff Goldblum's actually like voicing this? Like, that, I figured that he'd segment, have better things to do. That whole segment seemed like they had Jeff Goldblum for five minutes and they got one take, and that was what they <laughs> used because he just seemed insane and rambly. And that is exactly <laughs> I mean what Jeff what Goldblum do. is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they get a take out of him that's not that. Um, yeah. We got Among Us updates coming, 15 player lobbies, new roles, stuff like that. You your 14 best friends to go yeah. play some Among Us. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned Overwatch 2 and showed off Baptiste and Sombra's new looks, but beyond that, nothing concrete about that game. Of course not. Uh, showed a bunch of Back for Blood, which it was actually yeah. shown in several of the different conferences and still looks like more and more cool every time oh, I see yeah. it. Back for Blood looks dope. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that was the Summer Game Fest thing. Then we had some of these things, man, I should not have watched. They're just awful. <laughs> Coke, so the Coke Primetime event, that was like two hours of like nothing. They showed 12 Sorry. games in total. Coke? Yeah, like, like Coke Coca-Cola? Media. Oh, 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 oh. K-O-C-H. Okay. K-O-C-H, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a new uh, game publisher that they're like trying to push real hard called Prime Matter. Mm. Um, they picked up like a bunch of already existing games. So like Kingdom Come Deliverance is now under them. And apparently that's coming to Switch. Oh, um, the only interesting things that came out of that whole two hour thing where they're making a new painkiller game, which they didn't show any of. And they're making Payday 3, which they showed an image that looks like it could have been from any Payday game. So <laughs> nice. I don't know about that whole event. That was very boring. 
<laughs> you watched two and a half watched hours of the that? End, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I put myself through it so you guys don't have to. Okay. Oh, I thank appreciate you. That. Thank you. Uh, the IGN Expo. Interesting stuff that came out of that. They're making a Mortal Shell DLC that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks there's like it's a... got a little um, Bloodborne trick weapon feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's some like axe that turns into a katana thing, or like a katana that has an axe on the end. Or something. I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> um, there's a new Sherlock Holmes game coming out that actually looks pretty high budget and interesting. Looks like he's going to be investigating his mother's murder. It's called oh. Chapter One. He looks like very young. That sort of thing. Uh, this is also where they announced the Doki Doki Literature Club Plus update. So yeah. that was that was a big highlight. Wait, what? What's the update? They're adding like new side routes and additional content to the game. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Just want to pull that back out. Let's see what right. that is. Comes out two days after my birthday. That, that segment was pretty funny because there was like a bunch of warnings about like, hey, this is like serious business, like trigger warnings, like all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then they roll right into like the happy upbeat music, <laughs> the like Doki Doki. Yeah. So I mean, that was funny. Very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrote down Skatebird because there's a game called Skatebird. Did you when, not play in, the demo of Skatebird? I have not played the demo of Skatebird, but it's it looks pretty bad. <laughs> it looks, <laughs> it is it looks not pretty good, cool. Let me tell you something. I don't know. You're a bird that skateboards. It is. But, it is yeah. entertaining for about an hour when you play the demo, and then you realize I shouldn't pay real money for this game. This is <laughs> just like a fun so. concept, and then it, you're done. It does seem more like a good joke than a good video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it very much is. Uh, and then they also showed a bunch of Tunic, which has been in development for 8,000 years by one yeah. person. Been waiting a long time for that one. It's been at, like, I feel like every PAX that we've been to, maybe. It's always the exact same demo at every yeah. PAX. Yep, it's been the same demo for years and years. Apparently there's a new demo this year, so that's nice. nice. Um, yeah, that game's looking real good from what they showed. And they still didn't announce a date, but maybe it's close. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we roll into... The Ubisoft Forward Conference, which didn't have much, but they did start off with Rainbow Six Extraction, which looks awesome. Yes, it, does. it freaking does. Uh, way more GTFO than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting mm-hmm. like a Left 4 Dead thing, but it's way more like stealth and like tactics and you're maneuvering around killing aliens as a co-op team of three. For some reason, three is the number. Yeah, it's, three. it's the perfect number these days, guys. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of, uh, cool mechanics that are in that game. Like you're, you have your operators from rainbow six siege. And if you like screw up during a mission, your operator can get captured. And then you can't play as that operator until you run another mission to like free them. So that's Mm. interesting. There's like this spreading sludge that like slows you down, but like the aliens can use to maneuver and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it just looks really awesome. That's that's coming out soon. That's like October, I think. Nice. Um, they also announced Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, so a sequel <laughs> to that Mario and Rabbids game. That game's pretty fun. Yeah, that that looks cool. Another Mario Tactics game with more rabbit stuff. There's now a rabbit hybrid of like the little star baby things. Oh, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like their capstone like 
this is our one more thing big announcement is they announced an avatar game but not the avatar you want like the blue people movie yeah avatar <laughs> thank god that just that. in time i just i have to ask because i know that Every single time anyone says Avatar, everyone's always disappointed because it's the blue people one. And at this point, I'm just wondering, like, hey, was that movie even that good? Wasn't it just Pocahontas? Like, if I'm yeah. if I'm remembering this correctly, I mean, it was not a good, good movie. And I mean, somehow that's decent. what everyone's like. Let's make a theme park out of this shit. And it's like, why? Is... Give us the last airbender stuff. We'd love that. <laughs> This game's yeah. kind of, it's, it's kind of tying in with the release date of the next Avatar movie, is it not? Uh, you know, mean never? <laughs> no, supposedly it's supposed to be end of 2022, like December or something. Sure. They yeah. have been saying that that movie is going to come out in a couple of years for the past, like, decade. I will believe <laughs> yeah. it when yeah. I am sitting in a theater watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that game exists. I don't know. It looks pretty, I guess. Who knows what it'll be like called avatar frontiers of pandora so whatever um next up is the devolver max pass plus showcase oh no very <laughs> just in the devolver tradition it's kind of like a comedy you know press conference comedy they... horror yeah yeah so <laughs> strange this time the theme was that they're trying to monetize monetization mm. <laughs> So they have Max Pass Plus, which you can subscribe to, which allows you to purchase their products. You still have to pay for the products, but you get the the option for like premium purchases. Oh, so it's like Disney Plus movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. Wow. Uh, Damn. That's funny. Take that, Disney. Um, they showed Shadow Warrior 3 gameplay, which continues to look freaking cool. Like, it's just like more crazy Doom sort of situations got a grappling hook here kicking monsters into big spinning saws like i don't know they're 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 all in on like the arena based gameplay and that and everything's getting a grappling hook huh yep grappling hooks are sick <laughs> mobility <laughs> they showed a game called trek to yomi which looks pretty interesting it's like a black and white samurai film but it's a game you play so it looks very like filmic and artsy and you filmic, like huh? Slice people yep, open. Filmic. Filmic. I stop you if I work out. <laughs> <Filmic>. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what it could be? <laughs> it could be anything. Uh, a game called Phantom Abyss I want to play. It's like a asynchronous multiplayer game where you're running through these like tombs that have a bunch of traps everywhere and you're trying to like get to the end and there's ghosts of everybody else that's tried to run through it but it's like everybody who's died before you to try to get through. So you're like following, but trying to avoid where people died before. Mm. And you have like a whip that is basically a grappling hook. I got some thoughts about this. You can only try each individual dungeon once and only one person can win any individual. Seems very cool. Cool idea. At least we'll see how it pans out. Only Um, try each dungeon once. Yeah. Yeah. Can't huh. try the same one more than once. Huh. What was that game a while back that like only f- one person could ever be playing at one time? You know what I'm talking about? It was like a shoot. Vaguely. But... Yes, it'll it'll come to me in a minute. Who knows, Aaron? Who knows? <laughs> uh there's a game called Death's Door, 
where you play as like this bird again bird themes going on but it looks like <laughs> this like isometric action game i just put it on here because it actually looks very cool um the combat seemed like very fast and fluid and like you're you know grappling the people again grappling hook <laughs> and like beating people as a bird so that's fun um, and then the last one I put on this list that looked interesting is a game called Inscription, which seems very much up Caleb's alley. It looks like I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a deck builder, but it looks like it's a deck builder in the vein of um, uh, Slay the Spire, where you're like moving up this map that is, you know, branching pathways like Slay the Spire. But you're in like this cabin and it seems like it's kind of a horror game also. And like the map is on a table. And you're doing your card stuff, but also there's parts of the trailer where the person like looks up from the table and walks across the room to like a safe and is like putting in a combination there and doing something. And then there's like a creepy person that is like looking in the door and there's like a bunch of like weird horror elements going on around the core gameplay. That seems like very neat. You want you want the first line of the steam steam description It's pretty good. Sure. Inscription is an inky black and card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike, escape room-style puzzles, and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Yeah. Mm. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that trailer. I was like, oh, Caleb will like this game, probably. Hey, from the creator of Pony Island and the Hex. Oh, hey. Mm. I know one of those. There you go. Uh, then we get to the big guns, the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. Yeah. Started off with a banger showing off Starfield. Yeah. Mm. Showing and, off is a word. And yeah. By yeah. showing <laughs> off, I mean showing I mean, nothing of that game. There was yeah. Some, some rendered shots of interiors. Yeah. They, this is what Starfield might possibly look like. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> they might as well have shown just a logo again and been like, we're still working on it. It would I mean, have been as yep. information informative. There we go. I saw that's, that they're aiming for a uh, November 11th, 2022 release date, so we can have that yeah, right. triplicate number again. 11, 11, 22. I mean, they, didn't they describe it as Skyrim in space? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, that's, well, that's their next pillar. Like, you got Elder Scrolls, you got Fallout, and then there's this new universe that they're making. Mm. So, I mean, I'm very excited to see what that game is, but also I'd like to see what it is at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's all they showed... There's no way it lands in 11, 11, 22. And like, be very nice. That's what they've finished. <laughs> yeah. It, this ju it just seems so odd to me that Bethesda is doing this because their whole thing for like the past decade has been to show a game at A3 and then release it that fall. Mm. Like, sure. they're very much like, let's not have these long, like, hype cycles. Let's just show it and get it out there. Yeah. And they've gone back on that with this, so that's weird. Perhaps they just are trying to regenerate faith in their brand <laughs> after the last <laughs> game that it's came out. Tough. Maybe. It could be. could be. Maybe. I don't know. Right after that, they showed Stalker 2, or sorry, S-T-A-L-K-E-R 2. Oh, so, yeah, yes. there you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That game looks excited legit. about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I, I watched the, like, the 4K version of the footage for that, and it looks very good, like graphically, insanely good. Um, excited to see what that whole thing comes together like. But the the guy who's I'm assuming is a villain looks very, you know, very good villainy guy. Uh, <laughs> combat seems all right. Weird monsters teleporting around, anomalies that you're throwing little bolts, you know, at. bolts at to make sure that you don't run into them. That kind of stuff. No. I'm all about that. I don't know. 
you played the cool. original game? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never, I never, like, didn't ever really know about those games back when they were relevant. Chernobyl's real so. good. I didn't really ever play the other ones. I only played Shadow of Chernobyl. Um, they had Sea of Thieves on to show off the weirdest announcement I think I've seen. Oh which is, yeah, this they're adding odd. they're adding Pirates of the Caribbean content to it, like Jack Sparrow and <laughs> and crew. Why not? Yeah, mm. they were like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a single player like esque game. Like we're giving you a campaign to follow through." Which I was like, "Okay, cool." So we've got like a campaign to, to kind of do in this very fun sandbox. But does it have to be Jack Sparrow? Like, <laughs> I feel like at this point, Disney's trying to just own pirates. Not yeah. like Pirates of the Car- <laughs> Caribbean, just pirates in general. The, like, if there's the concept pirate, of pirates? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the concept of pirating, they want to just somehow own. So that way they can just be like, oh, Blackbeard? Yep, we own him. Disney owns Blackbeard now. <laughs> Uh, it looks kind of cool. I mean, the one thing about Sea of Thieves is that I wanted some sort of content Goal. to actually play through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it, having a campaign seems like a good idea. I, I yeah, think it, it sounds so. like a great idea, and it looks entertaining. And I'm weirdly excited for it because I was like, this will get me back into playing it. And I know plenty of you guys have it, and we'll all end up playing it together to help Captain Jack Sparrow or whatever the heck we're doing. But it just seems like it would be a fun romp for a, I, a week or two. I will say that, like, the voice acting, that's definitely not actually Johnny Depp. Oh, God, no. (laughs) You think they have enough money to pay (laughs) Johnny Depp to be there? It's just weird, like, listening to Guy try to do Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, They had the first gameplay reveal for Battlefield 2042. I'm excited about that game. That game looks sick. I'm so pumped. What looks sick about it? Uh... I mean, my favorite parts of the trailer when they were just like they went all in on like the things that people would do in Battlefield that are like outside of what you would normally try to like how you'd normally try to accomplish attacking the enemy. They had one part at which they ramped a four wheeler off of a building that hit a helicopter. Excellent. They had another part where a guy ejected himself out of the pilot seat, pulled a rocket launcher and shot the other uh, fighter jet that was flying behind him. (laughs) It just looks fun. Yeah, they're definitely leaning into like the quote unquote battlefield moments, for, uh-huh. like the marketing for that game. Um, I like the return to like basically modern times. It's near future. It's 2042, but it's basically like modern combat. Um, the craziness of chaos going on on the map just seems nuts. Like they have weather events now. There's like tornadoes that come through sandstorms. That's cool. Um, they have a lot of like other destructible building related stuff, too, right? Yeah, like- there's. There, there's like multiple ways maps can play out like they they talked about this one map that has a rocket launch that could go off or could fail depending on how mm-hmm. the map plays out um they've upped the number of players to 128 and up the size of the maps to match that so that seems just like more chaos um there's one part of the gameplay trailer that they show where they're like people are moving from outside into a building and then they get into an elevator and they're going to go up to a close quarters combat section of the map. Right. And they show the person like holds the gun up in front of them and they change out the attachments on the gun, like on the fly to like better suit close quarters combat. And so it seems like you can just do that whenever. So like you can change out the scope and like the, the magazine and type barrel and stuff like that. Just like whenever you want. So that seems cool. 
Um, it seems like there's a ton of verticality to it. Grappling yeah. hook, zip lines across rooftops of buildings. Yep. Yeah, there's they're doing like uh the Rainbow Six operator sort of thing where you, there's a bunch of characters that have abilities. So there's like wingsuit guy, there's grappling hook guy, there's you know, that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um yeah, just more ways to maneuver, more chaos in the streets. That's what I want. The chaos. I know. That's the best part. Um what else is on my list here? Twelve minutes. They showed off that game, which is actually coming out this year. <laughs> that, that game does look pretty chill. That game, I've been like excited to play it, but I feel like I've been excited to play it for like six years now, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. Will <laughs> Willem Dafoe voice yeah. acting on that. Nice. Um, Daisy Ridley and uh, uh, other famous guy. Other famous guy. <laughs> other famous well, it looks solid. <laughs> but yeah, that game Great looks real interesting. Cast. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest part of that is coming out in August. So finally, that's that's doing something. Uh, they also showed this game called Somerville, which I'm pretty interested in. It's apparently from oh. one of one of the the co creators of Play Dead Studios, which did like uh, Inside, Inside and Limbo. and Limbo. He split off and did his own thing. So he's making this game called Somerville. Um, it looks like it's like you're a dad with like a family that you're like there's an alien invasion going on and you're just kind of trying to like escape and survive. So it looks very like stylized and you're like running through the forest and there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening, like these big pillars in the sky that are glowing and all that kind of stuff. So it looks very inside. Yeah. Game looks pretty sick. Uh, then they got around to talking about Halo Infinite finally. <laughs> that game is actually coming out this year. They said they said it's coming out holiday 2021. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> they showed a more cinematic from the campaign, but nothing really concrete on the structure of that thing or what the story is going to be or anything like that. Uh, they mainly talked about how multiplayer is going to be free to play, and showed like a multiplayer trailer that looks pretty awesome. I gotta say, there's a grappling hook in that game, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, yep. you say pretty awesome, and I look at that, and I was just kind of going, eh, okay, I mean, I'll play the old Halo instead. I mean, it, it looks like Halo. I don't know. It looks yeah. sick. Like, that that gameplay trailer, I think they did a good job on. Just, like, some of the, the key moments in there. The guy grapple hooks into the air, gets a headshot with a sniper. Guy, you know, you can use the grapple hook to, to grab things off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the thing that really just like there is all of these things in it that made me feel like it's just not feeling like Halo. Like it feels like they're trying to put other games inside of it and I was just like, okay, I'll just play Halo 2 again. Like I can do that. They got the Master Chief collection. There's a large community that still plays it. It's fine. Yeah. Like because they just had too many things that are just like, "Oh, you can use this grapple hook or oh, hey, we've got we've got this shotgun that it'll bounce around corners the bullets yep. bounce and i was like okay cool so we've got the grapple hook sniper sick, thing so there's Widowmaker. <laughs> we've got a hanzo <laughs> with his scatter arrows okay cool like it just seems like they're taking good ideas from overwatch and putting it into this and i was like if i want to play overwatch i'll fucking play overwatch <laughs> like i don't know it just kind of was like eh. overwatch doesn't have scatterer anymore so boom yeah but that was also because scatterer was a terrible fucking thing and like I, why would you put it in a game after Overwatch was like, hmm, this was bad. We we had to edit this out. This was bad and broken. 
Yeah, I don't know. What well, at one point, dude threw a grenade behind an energy sword, and it blew the energy sword at him, and he grabbed it out of midair and killed somebody with it. So I was like, "Yeah, that's that's sick. That's neat." <laughs> yeah, but imagine trying to do that in real time. You're gonna, you're not gonna ever do that yourself. You're gonna end up throwing a bunch of grenades. Weapons are gonna fly everywhere, and you're gonna hold down X and pray you pick up a decent weapon from it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's not enough coordination you're not in those moments that I'm like, oh yes, I will do this. It'll be a skill. Like I was like, this is just like the YouTube highlight reel that you would watch, like of of the game of like, oh, a bunch of lucky things happen to these people. I'm here for it. I mean, <laughs> I'm intrigued by the story because it can't possibly be worse than four. So. <laughs> Whatever, man. That multiplayer is free to play. I'm sure you'll play it. I mean, most likely, yeah, but then I'll complain <laughs> about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected got a release date, so it's coming out September 23rd. Yes. Game continues to look sick. So pumped. It's got eight-player multiplayer. I want to try to play with eight players at some time. <laughs> 24 hours? See if, see if we can get yeah. that going. There's, there's going to be seven of you playing together, and then I'm going to be somewhere else. Yeah, accurate. Uh, they announced a Plague Tale sequel, Requiem. Yeah. Very pretty cinematic trailer. So I'm excited about that. Uh, they showed off a game called Atomic Heart that does have no release date, but looks very cool. Um, it kind of looks a little Bioshocky, like you've got powers and guns, and there's like weird robot mannequin people that are fighting you. I, w- I was consistently like, "Oh, that looks cool!" throughout that trailer, so that had to put that on the list. Yeah, it looks like um, kind of Bioshocky gameplay wise, but like that. Uh, uh, what was that game called? The Generation Zero. Looks like that style. Yeah, Tales from the Loopy, maybe. Yeah, Tales from the Loop, a little bit like that. Yep. Mm. Very like techy, like weird robot enhancements to people's bodies and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, replaced is the title of a video game that stylistically looks so sick it's like pixel art but like in this like 3d view with like modern lighting techniques on it and it just looks crazy cool kind of cyberpunky um looks like you're doing like you know side scrolling combat but really the look is what got me by that game yeah and it looks super cool yeah um the outer worlds 2 technically had a trailer (laughs) <laughs> it, it was a comedy trailer because it's like we have nothing to show from this game so let's make fun of how companies hype up things that they have nothing to show for except for a title well that's quite funny uh they showed off forza horizon 5 which if you're a racing game person is probably very exciting tim just like squealing next to his wheel <laughs> 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 Oops, so you're a truck simulator yeah it does does look like they're doing like some cool stuff in that game with multiplayer and like uh event modes and stuff like that and it takes place in mexico so that's that's neat uh and then finally they had their one more thing moment with a game from um what is it caleb i'm missing the studio now arcane arcane Arcane. yeah like the primary arcane developers yeah Um, a game called redfall which is basically like a co-op like a four-player co-op shooter against vampires yep Yep. And like the different characters have powers, it looks like, or different abilities at least. Yeah, that a lot of, a lot of Left 4 Dead like games. Go. Mm-hmm. 
which I, I think is good. Like I, I'm, I'm excited oh, for yeah. some more like Left 4 Dead esque games. Those were fun things to play, and obviously it worked well. So like, why Based not on... make more things like that? And so that and Back for Blood, I was like, yeah, we've got some solid multiplayer games that are coming out this fall that I'm excited for, and that'll make us doing a 24 hour stream way easier because we'll just have to just break into groups of four and then. All right, we're good. We're good for a couple hours. Well, Red Redfall next year. Sorry. Yeah, ah, summer damn. summer 2022. They say. I bet that'll get delayed. Yeah, I mean they didn't show any real gameplay. So they they didn't show any gameplay. It's just a cinematic trailer. But just mm-hmm. based on what they're showing, it seems like it's just going to be a Left 4 Dead thing. But based on their track record as a developer, I feel like we're going to get some surprises there. Like it's mm-hmm. if, like they don't make just games like that like they're they're very systems right. heavy people so like i feel like we're gonna get some some cool stuff in that so i'm, I'm excited to see more i bet it'll be a lot more tactical than your normal yeah yeah game. i mean these are the people that brought you prey yeah so it's that studio um, i do th- i do think it's kind of insane how many xbox pc exclusives there are on this list yeah kind of wild uh Bethesda's things. I know a lot of people are upset that Starfield's currently slated as an Xbox PC exclusive. Yeah, I mean they bought the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. That's I mean, that's why you buy the studio so you can get yeah. people to get your hardware. It's just a lot, and a lot of heavy hitters too. It's they haven't crazy. had exclusives in years, so for them it's to true. finally have some stuff, yeah, like good for them. Um, Square Enix had a thing that was mostly boring. <laughs> they they showed off Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a new game coming. Oh wait, gonna... wait, wait! Before before we get off of Bethesda, you're missing uh two of the the biggest announcements out of the Bethesda camp, there, man. What? What I miss? Uh, the the Fallout seventy six update. No. <laughs> oh my god! No Skipped way. on purpose. And and <laughs> the wonderful uh expedition like thing that they're gonna do with it, so you can now leave West Virginia, uh, and you're gonna oh, check out no. the, uh Pittsburgh. Oh, which I was oh, like, oh, wow. that's kind of neat. So we'll go somewhere where we've been in three before it happened. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll be part of the reason it ends up being that like weird uh, gladiator colony, or maybe you know we'll see it before that. I don't know. But I was kind of like, oh, this seems nice. I'm about you think this. there'll be NPCs in Pittsburgh? Uh yeah, no, definitely, because there's <laughs> NPCs in it now. Uh, that's like the entire point of all of these updates that they're doing. They're like, hey, we put quests. In the game, and we, we have... decided to make a video game this yeah, time. We've, we've <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. decided to make it into you know what you would recognize Playable. as a Fallout game. Please come play it. Uh, which I was like, that's fine. I enjoyed it before, and I will enjoy it with all of this uh, new content. So good for you. So Square Enix, yeah, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game that's being made. That, for some reason, this game is not co-op. What? It's not? Yep, single player only. But you only play as Star Lord, right? Yeah, I dislike this now. You play with all of the Guardians all the time, but it's just a single player game, and you're just playing Star Lord. I I drastically dislike this now. Get it drastically? <laughs> uh, uh, Apparently, in earlier versions of the game, it was a co op game, and they said that they took it out because they wanted to give more personalities to your sidekicks. And you just couldn't do that if people were controlling them or something like that. I don't know. That would be blatantly not true. So, I mean, sure. Everybody can craft a reason for not doing yeah. something. We placed this game before everything happened in the Fallout universe. That's why there's no NPCs. 
Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't get it. It has to be shitty. Yeah, it has <laughs> to be like that. I don't know. That game looks kind of bland. It it did. Hey. It looked like a very generic kind of action-y game that I was like, I'll probably play this when it's like $4 on Steam. Also, because there's no real people controlling all the rest of the Guardians, you have to constantly manage what they're doing, it looks like. Yeah, I think that's the thing that would make me upset, though, because <laughs> I kind of like was looking forward to playing like Drax or Groot or something, and now that you're telling me I nope. can't, I somehow the Lego Marvel games are suddenly better than this. <laughs> I mean, maybe it does mean, though, that the Star-Lord gameplay will be like fun, and then having like four <laughs> bad characters to play, you could just have one good one. That's I guess. Good point. Uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, we can only dream. Doesn't look very exciting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They are doing like the Telltale Adventure game, like Rocket Raccoon will remember that sort of thing. Oh, great. When you make decisions. So, I don't know. Uh, The only other thing I thought was worth mentioning out of the Square Enix thing was Babylon's Fall, which is a Platinum's game game. Platinum's game game. Platinum Games. Platinum Games. Platinum Games. Platinum Games. Platinum Games is like the the Bayonetta people, like that sort of thing. so it's a stylish action combat game, but it's four players, which really? wasn't wasn't previously known. So that seems exciting. Huh. I've always wanted like a Double May Cry or a Bayonetta or something like that. You can play co-op. So that seems exciting. Might be getting it. Uh, then we had the PC gaming show, which was really boring and long. <laughs> Definitely um, not like this podcast. Got him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I watched it because, like, supposedly Valve was supposed to have, like, a hardware announcement at it. It's like they're they're making, like, a Switch Lite-like thing, supposedly. But that didn't show up. All of their other hardware-related things have gone so well for them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you got the index. Yeah, yeah. okay, sure. That's, that's one. Good point. All right. They also Valid point. helped make the Vive. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Gabe Newell did show up on the show, but just to say, like, hey, the steam next fest thing is going to happen soon which is actually going on now so you can go try out game demos from e3 stuff um pretty much nothing was interesting in this entire show except for there's a game called lemnus gate that's a first person shooter turn-based game yeah i played this at pax years ago yeah it's been around for a bit (laughs) i distinctly remember that because I remember Ben and I playing it and really liking it. Like the concept is you take turns running 25 seconds of game. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And so like and time progresses. So your first 25 seconds, you can like run out and shoot somebody. But then they get a turn and they could have a character come out and shoot your guy before your character shoots their guy. And like you can just build on top of that. Whatever. Yeah, you know, strategy you want to do ping ponging back and forth and you play you get different classes every run back through so one time you can have a like a sniper class and then the other one you could have like a, a somebody with like a heavy machine gun or a rocket launcher or something like that and so it ends up being like i'm gonna shoot down this hallway to stop them during their next time from being able to walk down this hallway without getting shot a bunch uh, it seems neat. It's like a weird really cool FPS chess thing. I really liked playing the demo at PAX, and I thought it was a good idea, and I'm excited to see what it looks like when it actually comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing really else worth noting about that show. That also was like two hours long, way too long for what they did. <laughs> um, Capcom had a show 
that was also pretty boring. Like the only thing relevant that I wrote down was that Resident Evil Village is so popular that they decided to make DLC for it. So they announced that. Nice. Um, and finally, we had the Nintendo Direct, which most notably probably uh, they didn't announce a Switch Pro <laughs> like everybody thought they were going to. Yeah, there have been a ton of rumors about that lately. Um, they showed a couple cool things, though. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a WarioWare game that they showed off. <laughs> yeah, there's a WarioWare game. Uh, there's a new Mario Party that looks like it's pulling from a bunch of old Mario Party games for like the, mm-hmm. you know, the All Stars version of it and stuff. Yeah, oh. Mario Party Superstars. So old fan favorite maps and and mini games are coming back for that I'm one. I'm sorry, did you say nostalgia? Of course, I'm buying <laughs> it. <laughs> they announced a new 2D Metroid game, which is pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, that looked. Oh, neat. did they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Metroid Dread. It's the guys who did uh, Samus Returns. Is that what it was called? The one they did on 3DS. Right. I think you're right. Mm. It was like a two and a half D. Oh. It, was, it was quite good. 3DS only though, so. That game yeah, looks yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's interesting about that one is there was a leak that they were making a game called Metroid Dread 15 years ago. And wow, they've been working on this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And it was like a Nintendo DS game or something like that at the time. So mm-hmm. then then there was another leak that it got canceled, so it like never got announced officially. Interesting. Fast forward 15 years, there's like a new version of it maybe, or a completely different thing, and they decided to reuse the name. I don't know. Yeah. So that's exciting. They're uh, remaking Advance Wars one and two. That yeah, that's good. actually that sounds cool. Yeah, I like the Advance Wars series. So when the, I I saw that I get to play that, I was like, all right, I'm getting that on my Switch. Yeah, exciting. Uh, and finally, they showed off some gameplay from the Breath of the Wild sequel that they're still just calling Breath of the Wild sequel. <laughs> Maybe that's its name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, supposedly that's coming out in 2022. Mm. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. That Let's game see. looks cool. I just, I didn't really get into the first one, but I still kind of want to. The I need to give it a chance again. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I tried. It's great. Yeah, the yeah. first one was a lot of fun. That that the trailer for the second one looks pretty cool. I also liked that we saw some like they they were teasing some mechanics of what some of your powers will be this time around. Uh, which one of which looks like you can fuck with the flow of time. Which I am extremely interested to see how people break the game using that. Because yeah. there's already stuff that you can see just people doing mind-boggling things uh, to like just fling or fly across the map or do random other stuff because they'll just like freeze and knock and then freeze and knock and then slingshot like a metal ball you know all mm-hmm. the way down a, up a mountain or something like they do insane things so i was like oh yeah give them the flow of time i'm sure that will not break this <laughs> game anymore but i'm excited to see that because i get you know that's kind of the fun of it they also said that there's going to be like like the skies are like a new gameplay area yeah it seemed to be kind of set above uh hyrule yeah so i was like all right hmm. That's cool. Also, somebody figured out if you play the trailer backwards, the music makes like the main melody from the original game. I I was wondering about that when I was seeing all of the the time (laughs) stuff. And I was like, I bet if you play this backwards, you get to figure something out. When you say the original game, which one is that? You mean Breath of the Wild? Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, I should should be more clear about that. Yeah, no, just because the original game. I can think of about three original <laughs> Zelda games you could make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's weird. They did the same thing with uh, Skyward Sword, which was also set above, like in a sky type area. Hopefully, it's better than Skyward Sword. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but hey, we're getting that. We're getting an HD remake of that, Jake. Yeah, I mean, thank God. Don't buy it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Sword that's sucks. exactly what I wanted was to play Skyward Sword again without the motion controls. Really, don't get. Really, don't get that one. It's neither here nor there. Don't buy Breath of, or Skyward Sword. Buy Breath of the Wild. Don't buy Skyward Sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much wraps up my E3 view. Are you sure? Well, I, mean, I feel like this is only oh, yeah, we've only been like five minutes. Yeah, Alex, there's there's something that I'm surprised that even you did not comment on from yeah. the E3 stuff here, because uh, I thought this was a hundred percent up your alley of uh, uh, Atari announced a new console, guys. Another oh. new console. I I just fucking why why is Atari coming out with a console? I'm so confused by this. And they were like, guys, we've got exclusive indie games for our Atari console. And I was like, I don't think that matters because all indie games live on PC and Nintendo and everywhere else. So who cares? You know, I will say, was it VCS the one that they announced that you could buy? I, I honestly, I didn't pay enough attention to it. I just saw a thing that they were like, Atari's coming out with a console. And I was like, about 30 years too late. Yeah, because I think that's the one. And if it is, I have one sitting under my desk that I have yet to even plug in that I backed on Indiegogo Good in job. like uh, 20, I don't oh even know, gosh. 2017, 20, sometime a long time ago. And then it took forever to build. And then it got here. And I was just like, why did I buy this? It there looks is. cool. It looks great. It looks beautiful oh, sitting the down there. Oh, it's Anico. Okay. It's another new one. Other another one. one that you bought. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand why. You should why really put on the Earth... Atari somewhere that's not hidden under your desk. Yeah, Because at least, at least it would be like a pretty thing that people I can think, look at. I think I'm going to build like a small little platform like next to my uh, sound bar and then I'll put, I'll put it up there and it'll just look, it'll look good. It is a yeah. nice looking console. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being corrected by chat. The, what I'm <laughs> thinking of wasn't Atari. It was Intellivision making the Amico. It's not Atari. It's just another, you know, video game console company from the 80s that is irrelevant. And they're like, hey, we're going to make a console so we can be people again. And I just, I, I don't know. I feel like the age of consoles is pretty slim. I don't want to say dead, but. I'm not it, feeling that bad boy. It it just it just <laughs> seems weird, especially when you have like one of the biggest people is like X you know, Microsoft is trying to not be a hardware company, right? Like right. we've all discussed how mm. they're trying to go into more of a software based thing because they're like, ah, hardware will come from anywhere. You know, it, it really what matters is the games and the service of how to get the games to the people. And so I think Microsoft has the right idea, and it just seems weird that other companies are like, oh, we'll be hardware for less games and things that no one's heard of. We've got Earthworms, and I'm just kind of like, cool. I This seems irrelevant. Mm. Yeah. Are you sure you're done with E3 stuff, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Positive. something important, though. Did I? Oh, something I, else yeah. important. I mean, I no. intentionally didn't go over okay. literally everything. So if there's something <laughs> that you think is important, <laughs> what it feels yeah, yeah, like yeah. you did. There's, there's some Microsoft hardware. I mean, yeah. some new Xbox hardware. Okay, the, yeah. Um, this is on our notes. It wasn't in their conference, I don't think. Oh, was it not? 
Why are you they talking talk about, about their new stuff at their it's, conference? It's, are you talking about like the joke hardware? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. it's, fridge, it's a right? joke. It's not a joke, no. But it's, it's not a joke. They're making a mini fridge. They're making a mini fridge that looks like There's the an Series Xbox X mini fridge. Why? Because it's coming they... out. <laughs> it's it's Holiday a joke because they had a actual fridge that looked like it as part of some promo skit they did somewhere or something, and yeah. everyone was like. I'd buy a fridge that looks like an Xbox. And so they're like, what if we made you a mini fridge that I mean, is wait, the size of the it, Xbox? Is it, is it just a mini fridge or is it a mini fridge, mini fridge. and an Xbox? No, it is no, it's just, just, a, mini it's just a, mini a mini fridge that looks like a game console. I mean, this yep. all spawns out of memes that the console looks like a fridge to begin with. Right. And then yeah. they leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Their tagline for it is Xbox and chill. <laughs> I that's, hate it. I hate that's it. That's something. I hate it so <laughs> much. <laughs> Uh, yeah. When I saw this note, I thought you were talking about like actual, like they're announced some sort of video game hardware. Oh no, 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 no. no. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just I was like, they didn't mention the Xbox, Xbox hardware, and now we've weird. got the Xbox Two. <laughs> yeah, you guys I'll, remember we'll, yeah. when they came out with the uh, Bud Light BL6, right? Yeah, the console <laughs> bridge thing. Yeah, has, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then has KFC the, made a thing that's like say, oh, the chicken KFC warmer thing yeah. come out yet? The chicken warmer Xbox fridge and the KF console, and you're good. Yeah, and you get the Bud Light. You get the Bud Light one. You have everything. You get a man. It's excellent. That's Gosh. something wild. Uh, uh, so uh, I know Alex, you briefly touched on it, but Caleb, talk a little bit about uh, Steam Next Fest too. Yeah, uh, I didn't have much more to say than what Alex said. Uh, it's running right now. Uh, it runs through mm, the twenty second, so not terribly long. Um, but there are tons of demos on Steam to play right now. Excellent. Uh, way more than you could check out in the amount of time you're given, I think. Through the 22nd. Perfect. It'll yep. be like all of the dates that I don't have available. Right. <laughs> uh, last but not least in the game section here, um, let's talk about Scott Hawthorne for a second. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about this. This literally just happened this morning. Uh, mm. Scott Hawthorne, the guy who made Five Nights at Freddy's, mm. uh, he's retiring from game development. He's done. No. Yeah. Did you uh, say Why? So he made too much money off of Five Nights at Freddy's. That's not the reason. (laughs) Uh, It came out on Reddit, I think, that he is a big donor of to like Republican politicians. And Mm. so a lot of his like LGBTQ community was like, hey, that sucks. Like, you shouldn't do that. And he was like, I quit. (laughs) 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 Like, right. I mean, there's probably cool. more involved. Like, I know there was like it was like a whole thing earlier this week when that came out. Yeah, um, wow. but I mean, the end result is that he was just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done." Hmm. Have any of us played a Five Nights at Freddy's game? Oh, nah, nope. no. But I no. mean, there's enough of those games in popularity and spinoffs and right. just merchandise in itself that I'm sure Homie's got plenty of money. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't need... He even said when he was retiring, he's like, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm good on money. I'm just doing this because I like it. And now I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, he did say he was going to find someone else to, like, run the franchise, uh-huh. I guess. So we'll... You There's know, whatever. still a game that's not out yet, I think. Yeah, Security Breach? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, presumably that's almost done. I Look, mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't a know. What a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people are, like, really upset, which, like, I get. But on the other hand, like, Five Nights at Freddy's, like, what, one through, like, four? I mean, like, it's it's not like it's like, oh, dude, he really hit his stride on the fourth one. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like they're all kind of the same game. 
Right. <laughs> like I haven't I haven't played them, so I feel bad like passing judgment on them. They but, like seem I watch like them, I'm like, oh, you same. look around a room and there's like a scary animatronic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know. I, I I think the I I would say the the wise thing about this is just I would say just quit while you're ahead, which I I mean you know minus the the bad political uh, stuff there. I, I mean sure, dude. Like you you had your time in the light. You made your money off of spoopy games. Now it's time. He's like eh, less. You know, like I kind of think maybe it's kind of one of those things of just. Don't make fifty more of these. Just be like, okay, cool. I made my <laughs> games. It was a thing. Let's move on. With the speed he did it, I feel like this is something he's been kind of like mulling over for a while. And then Probably. this happened. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm out." Like I, I yeah, I've already this didn't want to. I already didn't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, um, let's go back to Alex time for a second. Oh, let's talk man. about your uh, your your Windows Eleven. You you've installed it already, right? No, actually, <laughs> because you can't install it on bare you metal. Fool. First of all, let me just say, Windows 11 was leaked. I don't know how that happened. There's, there's like rumors that they're like gonna release a Windows 11, and then all of a sudden, whoop, it's on the internet. Like, <laughs> just oh, like a random build of it. Software leaked. Yeah. Yes. Like oh. you can install Windows 11 OS on a virtual machine. Oh, okay. That seems dangerous and/or sketchy. Uh, why? It, it's like a legit thing. It seems legit. Like it's a Windows product that you can install. You cannot install it on bare metal for some reason. Yeah, somehow, why? somehow they made it so that it knows. I don't know how, <laughs> but you go to install it on your computer and then it says Windows is not compatible with your device. But if you install it in like a virtual machine and like VMware or something, it goes through and works. I don't know how Weird. they did that, but <laughs> it must be some like internal build that's just meant for testing or something. Sure. And it's not meant to go out to the public, and so people have installed it on virtual machines and checked out what's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's a whole new like UI, like the task manager's weirdly Are, Apple looking. Uh, like, there yes. are a bunch of uh, ads for Bing and uh, Microsoft Edge. <laughs> I'm yeah. wondering, did they, is there like a giant panel on the side where it tells me my weather? With an ad for weather-related things, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's in, I definitely uh, didn't want in ten. Yeah, that's. I was about to say that's in the most recent ten update. They decided yeah, that it, to my taskbar. It is. Oh. Yeah. I, I had so, to yeah, I mean, really that easy to remove. So fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got a heat advisory right now indicated on my screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it does look very macOS esque. Lots of rounded yeah. corners, not very square. Rounded like, corners, like all your your buttons are in the bottom center of your screen now oh yeah center justified plus they have a little what? dots beneath them when they're like showing that they're yeah. activated yeah very mac os looking um it has like a couple features that they talked about that seem cool like it says that it's way better about remembering window placement when you turn off monitors yes mm. yeah, um, that's a real problem it, you can have per display multiple virtual desktops so as of right now, you can switch to a different virtual desktop, but it changes all of your screens. But apparently in 11, you can have per display virtual desktops, which hmm. I would find useful for what I do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just weird that you can only run it on a VM. Very strange. Uh, also, the biggest weird thing about this is that when they put 10 out, they were like, this is it. This is the last version of Windows. We'll yeah. just update 10. And now all of a sudden they're like, nah, we're going to make 11. I don't know. I mean, is is the presumption that they are going to like show showcase this 
at their uh, event on the 24th? I don't know. Maybe. Like, it could not be ready to show. Like, this doesn't even seem like it's like a like a beta build to run out to insiders. It just seems like it's an internal thing that somehow got yeah. out. Weird. Hmm. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's move on and talk a little bit about film before we wrap up. Um, Alex, you watched a, re- a recent uh, special. Actually, I started watching this at lunch today, and then I got a phone Did call you? I think about 30 minutes through. Yeah. It's, I've watched about half of it. Oh, it's weird, You didn't man. finish it? It's stuck. Yeah, I, I feel like it takes what so much doing? to watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's, gotta, it's, like, it's a lot to deal with, like, it's emotionally. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a, so, Bo Burnham's like, right? special is what we're talking about, first of all. Inside. Yeah, Bo Burnham's Inside. Which, uh, let me get this right. These are the, This was filmed entirely, like, in a mother-in-law suite, this little, like, apartment that he had. Yeah. Over the course of, like, the pandemic. Yeah, and it took him, like, himself. a year. Yeah, and he directed, edited, uh, shot it, and produced it all himself. And stars. Yeah. Uh, and stars in it. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of the songs are really good. Like I've just been listening yeah. to All Eyes on Me like on repeat <clears throat> lately. Uh, that's a, upbeat. And so you probably haven't heard that one yet. I'm a big fan of White Woman's Instagram. That's White Woman's Instagram. One. It's really it's a classic. <laughs> it's funny because it's like a, it's a comedy special, and some of it's clearly like, yeah, this is maybe making fun of the world a little bit, but it's mostly comedy. And then you get to some of it, and it's like. I'm experiencing existential dread and I'm watching a comedy special. I don't understand. <laughs> That's how his stuff just is though. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys, has anyone here watched Bojack Horseman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen like, like half of it. I get big Bojack Horseman energy from this special where it's yeah. like, oh, that's funny. And then it's like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm depressed. That's <laughs> fine. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny in the wrong way. Yeah. That's, that's funny, but also I'm sad. So far. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like you you can see like over the course of the special, his hair gets longer and his beard gets longer. And it's like, he just kind of like let himself go yeah. as almost like a, to like display like how long and how much hold is put on him throughout the course of the pandemic. And he just like spirals towards the end, man. It's just, it's something to see. I do. I wonder how much of it is like performative and how much yeah. of it is like genuine. Cause like, obviously like, you know, he he made the choices to include stuff, right? You yeah. know, like it feels very genuine. It's it's very well done. It feels very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do wonder how much of that is just like kind of him playing that part versus you know, because yeah. like, you'll get like little behind the scenes stuff where he's like, ah, oh, that take sucked or whatever, and it's like, yep. was that actually his first take or did he decide it would be better if it seemed <laughs> like it was his first take? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, if you like take yourself out of it, that is a good question. But if you let yourself just be involved, it's like very personal feeling. Oh yeah. And the one thing I was thinking like the whole time I was watching, like I said, I think I got about like thirty minutes through before I got a phone call. But I was imagining that he just like completed this and then handed over the finished product to Netflix yeah. and was like, "Here you go." Probably. Yeah, like, I, I was wondering about it. that. Like, ha- did it have to go through like approval processes? Right? Like, did, did a secondary editor like go over it and like do something with it, or was it just like him on his laptop turning it just seems... into Netflix? Right. It just seems crazy Chad, to me. They just pass it over. Like, here you go. I, I I was watching it with my brother, and I told him like halfway through, I was like, "This feels like a really long YouTube video that somehow ended up on Netflix." Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I I bet because he's he's a big enough name and he's done enough huge netflix specials all of his netflix specials are like crazy yeah. i bet he was like look i have a special for you but like you can't you can't touch it 
Right. Like, yeah. I'm going to hand this to you and you can like go through and make sure it's not me naked in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but like you, you cannot edit it. You have Just to run it naked. as is. Yeah. Because I, I bet he has enough star power kind of to yeah. make those kind of demands. Ooh. I'm like really impressed with his camera and light work as a oh one person gosh. production. He's, he's yeah. incredibly he's really talented. He had a lot of shots that were like the camera like pulling away. While he's yeah. sitting there doing something at the same time. And then when he's doing his songs and he's also got a sound pad in the back where he's doing like the audience laughter and stuff. I'm just like, well, he, he's like changing lighting. Yeah. I know. It's like so while he's performing, I'm like, I don't know how. So many <laughs> things crazy. going on at once. There's one scene where he has a handheld LED light. And I was just mm. like, man, this idea is so good. Cause like he's just, he's yeah. basically like covering it up and then using it for effects when he needs it and then covering it up again. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And like everything with the projector, it's basically like colored lights and a projector in a room. Yeah. Yeah. And instruments. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, it's I didn't cool. realize how freaking tall he is until his oh, first yeah. scene. Where Very he stands the door. It's like, what? <laughs> he's there's six a part, five. I don't know if it's you've crazy. made this part, Caleb, but there's a part where he's like watching himself and he's like, I don't know if he's supposed to be really tall or if the room's really small. That's really <laughs> unclean. <laughs> I remember that when Jake and I saw him live that I was like, this guy's fucking massive. He is. He's six, five. Yeah. Just Googled it. Crazy. Oh, guy. Yeah. He's also he's 30, which is really I don't know. Yeah. Right. That kind of hit different because I, I <laughs> like funny. I remember seeing yeah. him when he was new and he was like a high schooler. So that's weird. That's kind of upsetting. <laughs> yeah, because Jake, we were high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. like, oh, he's like our age. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I was gonna say, uh, speaking of somebody that is on Netflix, uh, that feels like they just got Netflix's money and just said, you can't touch any of this, uh, is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Um, I, have, has anyone else actually seen this movie other than me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen it. Okay, cool. This movie is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> start to finish... I think that this is the most uh, Zack Snyder movie. Like, this feels like a Zack Snyder movie. I don't know what the fuck Snyder Cut was, but this is this is what it should have been. Because he's not just the director. He's not just the guy that wrote the script. He is also the director of photography, so he literally shot it all himself because he wanted to, and he's like, I know how to do this, I know how to make all of my shots look good, and damn, do they look good. He also, like, uh, storyboarded everything, and everything that he storyboarded is exactly how it came out in the movie, and I was just like, Mm. that is impressive (laughs) in a film period like and this is just and it is literally just him stunting on people of just being like look how good i am at film and i'm just like you are good at film you are so good at film i like i did not think that Zack snyder was that good at the stuff from the from his director cut of batman and and all of that like i was like whatever really i i thought he was a <laughs> like mediocre white guy until this movie and then oh i was like goodness. oh no you have skill this movie is what told me like what? the way that he uses the um the soft focus on the zombies so that way you can't tell what's coming next and to like give you suspense when you're going through the hallways and stuff and i was like this is film done well 
and I appreciate this. And you can Man. call me a Snyder stand all you want, chat. I do not care. <laughs> okay, this was this was. A, I think that it was very well done. I think the cast was pretty solid, uh, and uh, I think that he. I, I I just feel like even the story he adds so much into it, and not just telling the story, but telling of things about the world that reminds me of Cloverfield because there's little hints of things that are in there that are just kind of like, wait, what is what is that thing about? What is what is that about? Like you start asking questions in a way that J.J. Abrams wishes he could make that fucking mystery box, like I I I, I would would say that it, it's very well done. Man, you, wow, that's whew, that's a lot. <laughs> Not the going. opinion you had of that movie here. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I really like the movie. Um, I don't think it was better than the Snyder cut. I think that movie no. was no. I don't. I, I don't know that I'd compare them really. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to compare because that you're right. That one's like it's such a like he got all the opportunity he wanted to change it in the exact movie he wanted yeah. after you know you saw something that was garbage. Um, I just think they're so different. Uh, I liked it. It was just, I don't know. It was fun. It wasn't the greatest movie you've ever seen no. in the history <laughs> no. of the universe. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellen. I, will I, say mean, the... I, I don't think that this is the greatest movie in the universe, but I think it is fantastic for what think, it is. I mean, would you just say that it is his greatest movie? Yeah, oh. this is easily his best movie. Interesting. I'm like okay. looking at the list of movies that he's done now to see if I can verify this for, yes. He did uh, Watchmen. He yeah, did Sucker uh-huh. Punch. I mean, Watchmen's uh-huh. awesome. I mean, yeah, Watchmen Watchmen's... is pretty solid. But, like, it, 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 it A has color to it, which I appreciate that he's not doing oh. this stupid, like, everything's in drab color palette that he's done for so many of his movies. Like, hey, you can have color and it could be cool and you can use it well, uh, which I thought was neat. I think that this is going to be a great starting point for the army, uh, uh, the uh, army of the dead uh, universe that Netflix is now doing because they're, they've greenlit a prequel movie they've greenlit a um, prequel anime series that talks about the zombie wars that happen in it. And they've asked if he will come back to do a sequel. Um, Oh man. Yes, uh, listen, this is the part I'm okay with. I'm reading about the prequel. It's going to uh, have the guy who played Ludwig. Yeah. Who Dear. is, yeah, he might yeah. be my favorite part of yeah. Army of the Dead. He was great. Yeah, I, I think Dieter was fantastic. And I, I like I, I think that the story itself was very well done. And I also just can't help but spend hours and hours on the speculation train for all of the tiny little things that uh he added in there because there's like little things in the background that it's like wait is that are there aliens in this movie are aliens the reasons we have zombies wait that zombie was a robot why is there a zombie robot like it just starts giving you so many questions that are just like i need to watch all of this shit to find out i i need to know what's going on because there's just like the little things and i think one of the greatest things is like the idea that apparently this entire movie is stuck in a time loop like all of the characters are stuck in a time loop so they just do this heist over and over again because there's a scene where they find mm-hmm. bodies and like the one guy he's like joking he's like oh that would have been us but when you look at the bodies they're literally wearing the same clothes 
they have like the same jewelry on as the, the living people and so you're like wait a second that that is you guys yeah. like that that is you from a like another attempt universe of this time loop and like so the, the theory is the the loop we're seeing is the fourth loop because yep. the girl's necklace has four holes in the skeleton key whereas the one on the dead body has three holes and the one during the weird like, planning scene has one or two holes and so yeah, apparently and the, like that's one of the things of how like they the safe and the it. montage is different than the one yep. that they show up at it it's like all these weird little tiny details it's it just it's these weird <laughs> tiny details that like you start noticing and then like the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, well, shit, now I got to watch it again. Now I got to start finding all the things. Like, now I got to understand what's going on and, like, get into Zack Snyder's head to figure out this universe. Yeah. Oh, I my was, gosh. I was watching it as, like, a fun zombie movie. And then the point where they, like, stopped and looked at the camera and was like, maybe this is a time loop. I was like, okay, this is a little weird. And then <laughs> there's a section towards the end that where they shoot a zombie and it's clearly a robot and i'm like wait a second what yeah what, well, I, what even I, it? so then i had to like look up stuff after the movie i was like okay there's all these weird harebrained theories i don't know i think that makes it fun <laughs> yeah i think that makes it entertaining of that there is kind of some like random batshit stuff that he threw in there just to honestly fuck with people in youtube like i you know there's there's dozens upon dozens of videos already about like all of the different theories and and you know all of the different breakdown trailers and eric voss is just looking tired as fuck from new rock stars over there from doing this with the marvel stuff and now he's got to do it here and he's just like I, I don't know. I just think that it's a really interesting idea, and I it does remind me of how, like, when I first watched Cloverfield, of how I, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, where did the monster come from? What does the monster look like? Is the monster dead? Did the did the protagonists live through the bombing? Are they still alive? What's going on? Like, there's, there's so many things that, like, made me watch Cloverfield, like, four times over, not just because it was entertaining, but because I was trying to, like, get all of the small details, and this feels exactly the same way and I just feel like that's good cinema in a way of just being like there's always something there that will leave you wanting to go back and watch it again in a way that I appreciate and I'm just not even thinking about like J.J. Abrams and all of his bullshit because I think he's a terrible filmmaker <laughs> wow Peace. oh man praise a guy and then just destroy someone else all in the same breath crazy I mean, you watched the Star Wars sequel trilogy, I mean, right? Like, yes, yes. Didn't you like all of them? I thought they were good. <laughs> oh. So what are we doing? <laughs> Where's the complaint here? Yeah, like, uh... JJ's movie sucks, except for the ones that I like. <laughs> yeah. I didn't God. think they were amazing. I think he fucked up the franchise a lot, uh... but I was like, they're fine. I mean, my barometer of a movie is, can I enjoy watching this? And for God's sakes, I enjoy watching Fast and the Furious, so I'm pretty sure I can enjoy I like, most movies. I feel like your barometer for a movie is like, there's there's like, it's a switch. It's either, it's the best thing I've ever seen, or it's just absolute trash. <laughs> there's nothing in between. There's a lot of things Even in between. Even when you say fine, I hear you saying, this movie was trash. I know you're saying it's fine, but you're saying it's garbage. I'm, I I would like to note that there's a lot of things in between. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, 
Uh, join us for in two weeks when Owen's going to describe a single movie that's in between the greatest thing he's ever seen and absolute trash because I'm very excited for that segment. Owen, Owen, can you do yeah, it? Okay. I, I'm sure I could. All right, perfect. On that note, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.